1: As I receive the fourth message from Bam, the Nets suck <laughs> is what he sent to us for the fourth time. New York City, Brooklyn Nets fans have feelings. Let's talk about them. Talkin'.
0: Talkin'.
1: Pod Thorn, the Brooklyn Nets are in shambles, fam. Yep. Why am I the only person that's not worried? <laughs> let, let me read something. Let me read something. Matt just dropped in the in the group chat. Once again, our arrow is pointing down. And our draft picks aren't in our control. Except this time we managed to fuck that up when we had three Hall of Famers who are actually good. Uh, I, I have something about the actually good part. You can't make it up. Organization has never handled any prosperity well. And nothing has changed. Fake fan base, fake owner, fake players, and fake Brooklyn chant they manufactured. Go Giants. How do you think the Giants season is going to go this year? Who who do you think has a better season, the Giants or the Nets? I feel pretty
0: pretty confident the Nets on
1: that one. Oh, man. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, I personally, Sam, do not share Matt's gluminess, right? It, like, I think I you were the
0: most confident. Uh, I,
1: it's it's not because you know why? <laughs> because I watched the I watched the Golden State Warriors go picking a lottery two times and then and then win a championship last year. Yep. You never know how these things are gonna go. <clears throat> And I don't know what he's talking about. Three Hall of Famers that are actually good. What what was our the, our record the last 3 years, Sam? What did we win 44 last year?
0: Uh I don't even remember honestly. <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't Yeah, that, we, that impressive.
1: We, we, a, we We were a playing team. We were we were a playing team that barely made the playoffs. Right? Yep. Um we won Last year I think we won 49. Yep. Um. Right? Yep. So, what what are we talking about? What what actually good players? What we keep I I feel like and and I hope you would aff- uh, afford me the ability to rant a little bit. I promise this won't be a long one.
0: Go for it.
1: The Nets are creating, the Nets fan base is creating false idols. Now, I'm not saying Matt is like any of these stands that are out here, but Matt is, his upset is driven by who these players are and what they should be together, right? But I believe that the thing that Matt wants is beyond... Um. Um, You know, KD and Kyrie's ability to give it They could be a passenger On, on to winning a championship But they're not going to be the guy That you drop in the middle of a, a, a group And they're going to win a championship That I don't believe that anymore Not just because he acts his way out I don't believe that because His interest What, like, what I've seen kept from Kevin Durant's actions and what this all tells me now, because you know I was an ardent supporter of Kevin Durant. I would tell you all the things they were saying about him was lies, but he's proven them. He's proven them. If someone says to me, Kevin Durant is a front runner, he quit, he joined the 73 win team because he's gutless. How do you say that that's a lie? Considering the fact that Kevin Durant is asking to be traded to teams, is actively asking to be traded to teams, and not expecting us to get any return, saying certain players can't be in the trade. You, be- I, I, me, for me, I'm um, Sam, I don't see how that equals champion.
0: Is that, is that the behavior of a champion to you? No, no it's, it's, it's radic- it's ridiculous. The whole like everything involving him is completely out of control, and the the situation to me is is pathetic and gross. And it like honestly, at this point, the more this drags on, the more we see that this is in large part due to KD and his representations and competence. And I, like I, I wanted to the, the one small rant that I wanted to go on because I think that like. Sports fans generally, and we see this all the time, when things aren't going uh, our way, we feel the need to blame someone, right? Like, there's no chance that things can just go wrong. Like, sometimes in life, like, things don't go well. And, like, there's not necessarily some absolute, you know, culprit that deserves to uh, be the blame for it. And. You know, when I look back at the last 16 months, that have been probably the most tumultuous 16 months a franchise in like the last couple decades has ever had in basketball history, everything that that's happened to me, I, it happened to me. I say like I'm part of the team. Everything that's happened to the to the franchise to me has been completely, basically out of their control. Or even if it was partially in their control, they were put in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So you go to like the the game one of the of the box, Harden gets hurt. Game what was it? Game four of the box, Kyrie gets hurt. The season's over. You have you have Marks offers a max contract to Harden and to Harden and Kyrie. Harden doesn't take it for reasons that we still don't totally know. Kyrie Kyrie doesn't take it for whatever reasons. Now peep. Now there's starting to be trickles out that there were. Uh, there were parts in the contract that have to do with stipulations about the vaccine, which, by the way, any franchise would have done. The notion that, like, th- th- the notion that someone would have just given a guy a blank check in the middle of right. the most deadly pandemic in a hundred years—that they were just going to give someone two hundred and fifty million dollars with no stipulations—is so asinine, it's ridiculous. And then you keep on going through the season, you have. The Joe Harris injury, you have the Nets decide that Kyrie isn't going to play home uh, uh, road games, which, by the way, I think almost every franchise would have done also, because this idea of having an A-team and a B-team is something that would have been completely unprecedented in sports history. And then you have KD, who, as, as it's been reported today also, by the way, that KD basically nixed any potential of a Kyrie trade, which... Could have led to Harden still being here, and maybe Kyrie going coming in, uh, going out for Ben Simmons, whatever it is. And you like, and so the list goes on and on. And you like, you, you go throughout the season with KD getting hurt, and with you know the team getting swept, and then the firing of Adam Harrington, which is like, I mean, have you ever seen so much talk about like a sixth level assistant coach? Like this guy's never going to be an NBA coach. The amount of talk that Adam Harrington has is like insane it's as if like we fired like the Pope or the Dalai Lama. It's the
1: it's the craziest thing. I'm like it's, what you it's insane. You, because they fired Adam two chains Harrington, that's 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 the that's the problem.
0: And then, I, hear, and, and then the last thing I was say, and then we hear this Brian Lewis article who by the way it seems like Brian Lewis has been pretty tapped into the team. Um even though he, most of even though most of Nets Twitter hates him for whatever reason. Yeah Brian
1: think. Brian does the work. And because Brian is a professional and expects to have a professional relationship with the people that he covers, I've heard some concocted story about that he's a snitch and all of this. Is this is not a prison yard, man. This is a journalist trying to do his job. Yeah, for and sure. And the only way to keep from to doing that job is that people show up. He shows up. He has to be there. I'm sure he wants to drag his ass back to New Jersey or wherever he lives, whatever suburbs he lives from, Brooklyn. After this game, it's not a chauffeur that's going to drive him. He might be on the subway. He don't want. He doesn't want to be there waiting for Kyrie to not show up. And and that's the job. It's the job. But the thing about Brian is Brian seems to be connected to um. And I don't want to butcher her name. I, I mean no disrespect. Chantalia Yep. Uh uh. Is is the pronunciation I'm going to go with. Um, no disrespect at all. Because this is. This is, a, this is another person that's trying to earn a living and maybe break into uh, uh, being a sports agent. It would be great to have more black women sports agents. I, I support her in that. But it seems like she's trying to put out fires. And she's trying to at least keep the relationship with the Nets status quo. Um, and maybe even help Kyrie get back in the good graces of the team. And so she has her leak she leaks to Brian and, and I think that's a good that's a that it's a good pairing professional woman Brian's professional they I could see why they would they would talk to each other it makes a lot of sense
0: Um but yeah so like you know you have so you have like this new Brian Lewis article that says just going full circle that now says that the three reasons why KD's upset is because of the Adam Harrington firing because of like Kyrie's vax, or not vax, contract situation, which by the way, me and you were on at first that said that like we think it's way it's it's much more than that. Like that right. just didn't make enough sense. And 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 by the way, we're proving to be right because the fact that KD wants to play with Harden of all people, who sabotaged right. his last season, shows that the KD Kyrie thing can't be like as swimmingly as other people in Nets world want want people to think. Right, and then- and then the third thing. Right. That was that now they're saying that 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 KD is upset with Joe Tsai because unlike Steve Cohen, uh, who got, who I guess was pretty very persuasive with 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 the New York with uh, Mayor Adams and whatnot, that KD didn't want to get the vaccine and 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 he wished that Joe Tsai went more went more all out. How about the fact that New York is a that politics is still pretty racist and baseball is a white sport where almost. Where almost none of which we like half the players at one point weren't vaccinated, if not more. And that's why. And that's why baseball ended up getting the way, like getting the way it wanted. Like it's I, I don't know, just all these stories that have come out are ridiculous They're They show that it's a clown show. And I get that people want someone to blame. And we live in an era where it's more hip and cool to blame owners and man, to blame owners and management than it is to blame players. And a lot of times I think that it, that is right. But what's going on right now? All of the hysteria that's going on goes right back to the players. We're talking about guys being upset because of because of assistant coaches getting fired and vaccines and like contracts that no one else was willing to offer. Like it's it, like it's, it's like it's crazy.
1: It's insane, and I'm sitting here arguing with Matt on on <laughs> as you as as we all pod. I mean, I, and the reason why I'm trying to draw this out of him because I want his side. He he just he just basically is on the side of, and you should catch up with your your group chats while we're recording yeah, this. <laughs> he just basically just went on a, a, a tirade about everything bad that's ever happened to the Nets and everything bad that's happening now. And they couldn't, like, I just cannot agree, and obviously we'll get mad on the pod and we'll talk about this, but I can't agree with anyone that says that you should bow down to these players. They're, one, they're not good at it. They're not good at decision-making. Why should we listen to them? Two, if Adam Harrington having a job or not having a job, you don't know what Adam Harrington did. You don't know why Adam Harrington had to go. And Adam Harrington seems to think he works for Kevin Durant. Do you work for Kevin Durant or do you work for Steve Nash? Are you a member of Steve Nash coaching coaching um, staff or not? You're, you want to hold Steve Nash accountable, but he can't play, but he can't pick his own coaches. It's a silly, no winning team works like this. None of them. None of them. Like I, maybe the Le, the LeBron ones, but the most successful LeBron teams were the Heat teams, and I I, I I shot out a tweet earlier today, and I'll repeat it on the pod. The greatest thing the Heat's ever did was say no to LeBron. And maintain their institutional order, their institutional hierarchy, their their organization works a kind of way, and the reason why the Nets have been chaos in the last um 3 years. It's not because of them. It's because of these players. Yeah. And I don't understand why we can't put the the appropriate blame or the or, or the appropriate reasons for why we're here. I'm not going to play that game. I, Sam, is has you heard anything this week in this saga that makes you that makes you want to like hate the team or hate like what let's let's just talk about Joe Psy's sins right whether contrived or not what has Joe Psy done that's so terrible can you
0: um, even I, if, <laughs> I've had like this is what's so funny is that I love listening to Nets fans who are maybe only a fan of one team or a couple of teams, and like me and you have, are fans of multiple different New York teams, and we've dealt with horrendous owners. Joe Psy doesn't sniff some of the bad owners in this in this city. Like there's just nothing. Like I personally have a hard. But I'm
1: I'm not against the I'm not against you saying that an owner is bad or not. I'm just against you saying it without any foundational Right,
0: exactly. I just don't that's why I'm saying that I think people are just annoyed because this team was on the precipice of a title and it got a combination of bad luck, a once-in-a-generation pandemic, and, and 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 players who have who are unbelievably fickle. And like besides that I don't And
1: selfish. Mean,
0: and selfish, right, exactly. I don't really know what else like what like we're supposed to be talking about. That's why I'm like right now I sit here and I'm like, you know what the roster is, the, the roster is good. Is it like the notion that this is even getting remotely compared to the KG pierce era where, when they were like, they traded all their picks and everything they got back was actual trash. Like they're going to, they're going to end up with talent. If whether it's trading, whether they trade any combination of KB Kyrie, ben, even Ben, even Ben, because I think they'll rehabilitate like him as well. Cause that's what the nets usually do. like, this team is going to be fine. It's already recouped two picks from the Harden trade with Philly. Like I'm just not losing my shit right now. Like it's it, like it, like it's disappointing, but no one like last year was the most painful season I've ever had as a sports fan, and I watched the two Mets teams blow the biggest leads in 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 NL's sister in NL East history when they were up like 10 games with 30 to, or 20 to play. Like last year was Last year was. I'm convinced that my hair started thinning because of last year. Like, it was like it was like it was crazy. Like, who wants to deal with that anymore?
1: No, and and what's worse is, like, we're all turning against each other, and every single day I gotta hear I gotta hear about how much the Nets suck. I just don't I just don't see the actions that equate that the. The uh, owner's job is simple. You empower the GM or you fire the GM. You cut the check, right? Yep. Or you sell the team, <laughs> right? Because yep. I, I, all the other stuff doesn't matter. Now, could the Spencer Dinwiddie thing could have been a... Ch- the man paid $600 million in luxury tax over the last two years 600 million you can't call a man like that's that's when conversations get to the point where i just can't respect you enough to just keep it going when you tell when you say the owner is cheap and when he spent 600 million in luxury tax and what people got to understand in that 600 million is it the salaries of the players that's above and beyond the salaries of the players. And what has he gotten for from it? I keep trying to f- pull up these stats but it's like a less a little over 100 games from Kyrie like something like 90 game 9 game or 89 games from KD like he hasn't gotten shit for it. So even if the even if they didn't start this, even if this whole thing was them going, you know what? Maybe we need to get out the KD and Kyrie business. This is not working out.
0: Eve, do you know know that that fans aren't being rational? Because since me and you started potting and became friends years ago, you were the first person, basically, that was like, Sean Marks doesn't have, like, he's good at a lot of things, but he's really missed out on the stretch four, stretch five type guys. He doesn't know how to pick those guys. And it's still been a weak link for him. But even you have... Like can can see the the three a uh, thirty thousand foot view and it's like yeah that's an issue but there are way b- bigger fish to fry in this entire thing like right the people who nitpicking about James Johnson and Lamarcus Aldridge it's like that's not why this team hasn't won the last couple of years
1: correct like, <laughs> like, and none of and every team that they've bought into a season so far was except for the the year KD was out was chosen as the as the as the favorite to win it all.
0: Yep.
1: Right? And no matter what player actions made whom not available or because they're old and they're going to get hurt from time to time, like none of that ever is taken into the into the equation. There's a whole other thing happening w- with this team and if you sit here and just destroy the parts you could deal with destroying, because that's what people really are doing. They love KD and Kyrie so much. And it's not, and it's not, that's not everybody. Like, like Bam, his thing is, you can't get two better players than that. And my thing is, having those two players, we've seen it, it hasn't worked. So why should we keep doing it? Like, I don't even understand why we should be, you know, efforting. Like I, I was, I relinquished on the uh, run it back groups. Like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. It's not horrible that you're getting two really, really great players to come back. But if they're not coming back and you're gonna trade them, I'm not worried about trading them. I'm worried about what we get back for them. That's the best part. If we become young, fun, bouncy team that just runs the floor and plays defense really hard, that could be. Way better than what what we've dealt with the last two years. The last two years have not been fun. Shoot, the last three years have not been fun. Even when Karras and all those guys were there, they were walking on eggshells around these guys. So I, all I'm saying is, is calm down. Calm down. <laughs> was
0: like, I, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago because I was like, in the spaces and listen to people talk about how, like, the Nets needed contingency plans for, like, if this player goes out and this player goes out, like, think about the Nuggets, right? The Nuggets went into last year with Jamal Murray out for the entire year and with Michael Porter Jr. out for the, the entire year, and right. they were like, oh, whatever, like, I think they ended up being a sixth seed or seventh seed, and mm-hmm. the Denver fans didn't leave the season being like, oh, my God, our GM sucks, like, we had these numbers out and and but and, and, but the but the GM couldn't like still rectify the situation and our owner is cheap and all that stuff. It's like no, they had really shitty injury luck and they're going into the next year and they're trying and, and they're trying to make it work. And the Nets this year started out with Kyrie basically being out for the year. in fact it was almost worse because it was a distraction both on and off the court. They had James Harden come into camp out of shape and fat and not, and not interested. And they had Joe Harris get hurt like 10 games into the season. But like, you see the Denver fans and they're basically like, you know what? We actually put up a pretty decent effort considering the situation. And we had two guys out and, and, and no one's calling for the the GM and the owner to be like burned at the stake. Meanwhile, the Nets have a situation that's arguably more pathetic from the players' perspective because it was self-inflicted injuries, it was not getting a vaccine and not coming into camp in shape and then the Joe Harris thing. And Nets fans are like calling for the owners and the GM to, to to be thrown out of the city. Like it just it's not logical. Like look at like those are two situations that are not that that different and the responses from the fan bases are completely different.
1: Right. And and you'd never see for his, like, I heard our friend, friend of the show. I like to think of him as a friend, even though uh, uh, we're on opposite side of this thing. But he called Josiah the worst owner. Evan called Josiah on, on no, radio I, the worst owner in New York sports history.
0: It's insane.
1: This is a guy who knows sports. This is someone I respect. Yep. Right. Like we're kind of playing make team. believe that that we could be like him in a sense, right? <laughs> With and our this, little podcast.
0: And you talk about this all the time. This is a guy who, not I mean, he's not a Knicks fan, but he's witnessed the entire James Dolan era, and he also roots for a team that's owned by Woody Johnson and, like, who's who's a uh, uh, who's uh, what you call it? Uh, what you always call like the son of the uh, of the guys who actually made it happen, and the and and the Wilpons, two of the worst owners in the, in, in the sports.
1: I'm, I just, uh, on purpose to, to make Bam mad, I just told him to go be a Nick, Nick fan.
0: That's fine. Because
1: his last text was, Enjoy the Nets. They're a joke. I'm. This season is going to be so fucking fun. I promise you. Once we get past, like, not even when we get past this bullshit. This season is going to be so fucking fun. And we're going to look back, like, just like when, I don't know if you remember the Celtics trade night on Twitter,
0: and what happened. I was was at the draft.
1: Oh, man. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Me and Bam was arguing the whole time. They're two Hall of Famers. This team is gutless. You're never going to win with just Brooke Lopez. Darren is gutless. This person is gutless. I will never understand how Nets fans hate Darren Williams Right, And you could probably explain this because you hate Darren Williams. But they're not mad at these guys? It's
0: it's crazy.
1: The ownership is the worst guys ever? Like, we had to... Think about this. We had to look at at the look on Darren Williams' face and go, look at that. Look at that look on his face. Look at him. He's such an asshole. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Yo. And meanwhile... Kyrie Irving has named his cult. Has put out a tweet this morning. Can I? I gotta read this to you, Sam. Go for it. If you haven't seen it, I thought I dropped it in the group chat, but he said the media, something about the media and 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 uh, and that the you know you can not follow. I gotta read it to you. Just. This shit is unfucking believable that we have these conversations. Oh, here we go. From A11. I always get it wrong. I go A11 even.
0: <laughs> so do I.
1: Or sometimes I go A11 even. <laughs> but okay, from, from Kai. When you're ready to break free from the media's control over your subconscious thoughts and emotions. Meet me on one of my platforms and let's chop it up. We the A11 tribe. Woo! The cult has a name. <laughs> <laughs> the A11 tribe Sam it's insane. These dickheads are going to be walking around Barkley Center with this walking stick, trying to get me all smoky and with, with the sage.
0: <laughs> Sam. Oh, Sam,
1: man. I didn't even finish. We, the A11 tribe, love our conversations about the truth. All caps. And what is truly happening? Welcome to the paradigm shift. I don't give a fuck. What happened during the Darren Williams era? Nothing like that has ever happened. That's what. That's what people are dying on on the hill for. That's what people are are losing their mind for. Does that? Yo, he sounds like he's getting ready to go full jamestown you know what jamestown is (laughs) is sam (laughs) are you tired of these media lies and trickery i'm gonna show you why the earth is flat i'm gonna show you what i'm gonna show you why how everyone is nine billion people on earth is dying from the vaccine
0: (laughs) oh god
1: Why is this happening? Do you understand how I was talented? Like Kyrie is 10 times more talented than Colin Sexton. But do you know how happy I would be if we could trade him for Colin Sexton?
0: (laughs) That's why why I said to you guys yesterday, I said, I know that Kyrie's now in better graces right now, but this team needs a a facelift. Like you got to, you got to like, if they can, if they can find a way, because here's the thing. The the KD thing is a is a is a bigger issue to sw- or is a or the Ben Simmons thing is harder to swallow in terms of a trade because his value is so low and he was also part of the Harden thing which is part of giving up all those other assets and whatnot. But KD and Kyrie came here with with cap space, um, right? And and so like if you can trade Kyrie and give one of those unprotected Lakers picks to someone and get like some combination of uh, you know, like uh, Yaka Pirtle or and, and Buddy Healed or Miles Turner and someone like, like I don't know, but like I'm I'm out of this I'm out of this industry. Like for all we know, w- with everything involving Kyrie, the Kyrie thing will end terribly this year, and he'll bolt to Los Angeles, and he'll move his entire tribe so you're, you're out west not with the
1: tribe. You're not you're not with you're not going with the tribe. No, Bam is definitely there. going with the tribe. Bam Bam will be smoking a peace pipe. With the tribe, because he's very, very mad at the Nets organization. I don't, don't, I don't think we, I don't think my buddy's coming back. I think he's, I think he's very, very pissed. Well, look, but I, I, I will make this bet. I will record it right now. I will write, write this down. I promise you, Sam. This, whatever team they put on the floor next year, will win more than 49 wins. I promise you. Or we'll win forty nine or some shit like that. Like it will be just the same because we've seen this already. We've won forty nine with 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 the J Kid Nets. We've won forty four and like six seeds. How many six seeds have we had? How many seven seeds have we had? I feel like we've had a hundred of them in Brooklyn. I what to me it's like you take that guy, you take those two guys back and you're waiting for Kyrie to do something psycho, and or, and or, you're waiting for KD to to fall and get injured with all this acrimony and all this other stuff happening. So, it's like, it's like, where do you take it from here? How could you be happy to bring this back? let's, Let's explore it on the other end. Let's go completely to the dark side. Can you make any argument for Cause I, I I did on the spaces right. I said, well, I could see side just going. You know what? The talent wins. Let's let's just fire Marks and and I I said it. I that was my first thought. Was like because you don't find KDs. You don't find um um you don't find uh 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 Kyrie's. You know, and we'll never replace those guys. True in. D, right? Yes. That's that's a sensible way to think. Now, in order for this thing to move forward, they asked to fire the general manager. Is there anything at this point that makes it an intelligible move to to uh, uh, to do it for for Joe's side to follow through, fire the general manager and fire the coach? Like, is, is there? Is there any good argument? Forget about what Psy would do. Is there any good argument for that?
0: I mean, like, to me, the only way that would be a good argument would be if we actually thought Marx was doing a bad job. And if we also thought that, like, it, like if we thought that it would, it would also be trustworthy to, you know, have... Um, uh, <laughs> if we thought it would if we thought it would be trustworthy, you know, to, to actually, you know, rely on KD and Kyrie. But I have a hard right. time, like, like, why, why would I do any, like, what's to say that next year Kyrie's not going to demand out or not play or KD's not going to, like, ask out? Like, I think Nets fans also, you know, you get, you get kind of used to having a competent GM and then you realize, like, what life is like. What, and you forgot what life is like without one, there are mm-hmm. plenty of teams in basketball and plenty of teams throughout sports that don't have competent GMs. Like, in my opinion, the Knicks don't have a competent GM. The New York football Giants didn't have one forever. The, the, they haven't. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> the, the Jets may might have one. Like, it's like, having and Marks, whatever you want to say about him, maybe he's not perfect, maybe he's not, you know, he's not Masai, um... It's <laughs> definitely
1: like, not Masai.
0: He's definitely not Masai, and no one would say he is. But the dude is like, the the dude is in an upper echelon ring that's pretty fucking high. And none of these GMs, no matter how good they are, everyone thought that Tim Conley was the best G, one of the best GMs in basketball. He just made the Rudy Gobert trade, which is right. his first trade, and everyone thinks it's one of the worst trades in NBA history. Like it's a terrible trade. None of these teams are perfect. Look at, like, you know, the Lakers. Like, Palenka's a disaster with the Lakers. You Like, you go across the league, um, and none of these GMs are perfect. And a lot of them, you know, have swings and have misses. And, like, I just think this idea that, you know, you're going to get rid of Marks and everything will be fine, then KD will be good. What about the situation where Marks goes, you get a new GM who's terrible. You right. have complete... And utter disarray within the front office and then KD is like oh shit this stuff didn't get better like it's not like KD is some reliable person at this point he changes his yeah, it's like,
1: like what part of KD's decision making in the past that would make you think that that uh, or, or any of this time while he's had the power he didn't have any of this power at, at, at Golden State so you can't even analyze that but he's had the power what makes you go you know what Kevin Durant He's the type of guy I would let it run my whole entire team. (laughs) Like, where, why, how is it that there's such a large group of Nets fans that think that that's the logical choice to go to to go forward with?
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's 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 ridiculous. Like, I, I just I think that like you have to at a certain point with a franchise like this that's been teetering on like falling off a cliff and now it looks like it might be but it could be saved. I think the notion to sign up with two guys who are um who like siding with two guys who are as unreliable as anyone. Put it this way, if KD was so reliable, wouldn't every team in the NBA want him? Like right. it doesn't make any sense. Like he, like KD has made his bed of what his market is. Like KD is still like one of the three or four best players in basketball, even at his age, because we've seen that stars can go until they're 37 or 38 or 39, whatever it is. Like, and KD was the MVP of the league last year before he got hurt. If KD was seen as reliable and seen as a, an okay presence, this trade would have been done forever ago, and the Nets would have gotten the biggest haul ever. Like, he's not reliable. Right. That's why he's not going.
1: Right, and and it and and for us to know how duplicitous and unreliable that he is to listen to him and get rid of the bedrock, the calming force on this team, that would be crazy. That would be pure insanity. And and here's here's the thing that I like we, we're we're almost forty minutes into this pod and we're so in our feelings that we're kind of just meandering around the mall of of Nets woes <laughs> going from one to the other. Let's talk about what we really came here to talk about. Sam, yes, sir. I'm going to tell you what I would do if I was Joe Sigh right now. And then you tell me whether it's wrong or it's right. Judge my performance as CEO. <laughs> Sean, do you like any of these trades? Nope. Crikey. I don't like any of them. Anytime I do my New Zealand accent, Sam, by the way, I just say crikey, even though crikey is not even a New Zealand word. I just heard I just heard uh, the director of Thor, uh, Taika Waititi, um, say crikey one time and I made a New Zealand thing and it's not. It's not. But any anyway, crikey, Joe. No, uh, I don't like any of these. I haven't gotten enough. Well, why can't you get enough, Joe? What's wrong? Well, crikey. Uh, um, uh, Joe, what happened was the teams don't want to give up everything because KD is saying he won't go there. Oh yeah, and I'm Joe now again. Oh yeah, he won't. He's trying to tell you where he's gonna go. All right, let him kills trade talks for another six months. Let him let him sit till 2023. That's what I would do. I would let KD sit an entire year and still not trade him. I would let I would let I would wrap him in 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 in, um packing bubbles and keep him away from training camp until he he freaking relented and said I would go to the Pelicans and I would do the Pelican deal. And let me tell you, you know what's keeping him from from like every time people say. Um, Barnes is not in the deal or Brandon Ingram is not in the deal these are lies this of course your your GM is gonna say um that uh, a star budding young star player is not in the deal of course they're not gonna let that out in the media that's the that's lie number one all GMs tell so if I'm fucking, um uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Psy I'm even though we know KD is not ready to do this now. KD still thinks he could tell people where he's gonna go. With four years left on his contract, if I'm Joe he has to sit until he's he, until he's selling himself to, to to New Orleans until he's telling um Masai Ujiri and those guys, listen, I'd love to play with um I'd love to play with um Siakam. It, we could do something special. Me, Siakam, you, uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Like, there's not even basketball play. Like, I've never heard of a basketball with a name like Fred Van <laughs> <laughs> Not Sam, why am I bugging? Like, it's, I, know, I know you want to get it over with. But if the only... The only... Mallet for the Nets to to beat KD with is the fact that he's 34 years old and he's playing with the time that he has left in the NBA. I know that sounds vicious, but Joe Tsai has to be ruthless in this. Because if they do this wrong, if they kowtow and do this bullshit that Sean Marks does, well, you know, I want to... And keep friends and be friendly. There's no friendly. The man asked for you to be fired. The man went to your boss and asked for you to be fired. And you saved this team. No, Kevin Durant would have to sit until he'd be ready to take a sacramental trade if he had to. That's the only thing left. And Adam Silver has to stand by buy uh, a side because the Nets did nothing wrong and they got this guy signed for four years that is the only weapon that they have am I am I am I reading this wrong Sam
0: no I mean I, I think they're I think they're gonna play it hard look I mean if they wanted to make a trade already they could have they could have like if, if for all intents and purposes you know if if the Nets truly valued you know not having a distraction going into training camp and you know, having a summer where everyone's on the same page and it's all kumbaya, and they're you know all going to Liberty Games together with no stress or whatever, the the trade would have been done. It's clear. I think you're right that one of the one of the key ad, and you've said this a bunch, but one of like the key attributes of these guys who are this successful is they're not uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, right. Like Sai is like like I'm not gonna do some something that over the next couple of years is going to make me feel like shit just because it's for the time being I'm, I'm I'm getting some pressure from random ESPN writers. Exactly. Like, you know, and so it's, you know, and so I, I agree with you. I think that's like, that's the right, that's the right move. And I think that's what they should. And I think that's what they should do. And I, I think I, I I obviously want it to be done for a variety of different reasons, but I don't want them to do something. I, I, at this point I'm, I'm convinced that they're going to handle this the right way because I think if they would have handled it the wrong way, it would have been done already. Like this, they, they clearly, they I think they're doing what, what what needs to be done. And the closer this gets to training camp, the more that certain players who have been rumored to be in this, which is maybe the last topic we should talk about, which is just like, you know, like there are still players that are involved in this, on other teams that mean a lot to those teams and there's a lot of locker rooms now that where people have no idea where they're going to be living a month from now and that like when that stuff gets when that's when those locker rooms start getting uncomfortable that's where the agents start like coming into play and you know like the agency world more than I do and whatnot but like these agents want their players to be happy and if you're Tyrese Massey or Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram or Scotty Barnes or whatever like you're going to want some clarity on on where you're going to be for the next couple of years and,
1: and, and yeah. but that's the, but that's the like earlier I I remember I, we, earlier we were talking about about that tweet where um I said um you know one of the smartest things that the Heat ever had have done is not listen to LeBron James yeah. and and now obviously uh Steve Nash and it's not Spolstra, and um, uh, uh, you know, and and Sean Marks is not Pat Riley. Like, obviously, Pat Riley had the gravitas to make to make those type of calls. But at the same time, it was the right call because it restored institutional balance. Why should a player listen to a coach when he calls a play if he knows he has more power than that coach? If he knows he can fire the coach at any time, when you don't have institutional um, you know hierarchy or order or, or command, that makes it where everything is a mess. So so I, I, I have this firm belief that the way you have to build this thing or rebuild this thing is learning lessons from this. Old, men who have hundreds of millions and they're in their mid 30s, the early to mid 30s, they don't give a fuck anymore. Yep. <laughs> like and you have to be able to measure like I was watching this kid um uh Barnes guard guard uh uh, uh Harden in Summer yeah. League, which tells me two things and I I'll, I'll bring this point out. We'll end out with that one, but um, but I was watching him guard Harden in summer league, and how hard he was going, and how hard he was playing. That's a hungry kid. That's a kid that wants to make a name for himself in this league. Once these dudes get their second max contract, have a ring already, they don't care. And and you have to be a special dude playing for other things to care. So, so when you back an ownership. And, like, you go against the GM if the GM does a bad job doing his job. You go against the owner if the owner starts meddling and making decisions and 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 and, and fucking things up. None of that is happening right now. What's happening right now is a bad situation, right, a, a hand that was dealt to them that they had no control over, yep. and they're trying to get back control over it. And, and it's like this unfair conversation is being had around that, right? Which doesn't let them fix what the problem is. It's like the the fans don't want... They want to hold on to this KD and Kyrie thing even though it hasn't worked, even though it doesn't look like it's going to work, and even though that they're, that they're even, you know, done with it. I it, It's silly. Can... can Can I change the subject a little bit, Sam? And then you tell me um, how you think this ends. Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know when or how. I don't want to put a rush on it. I don't want to put expectations on it. I believe that this thing will truly be over when it needs to be over. Right? If they rush, they fail if they wait too long they fail like I heard you've made some pretty good arguments like I'm one of those people that say don't trade Kyrie until you see what the team looks like with just Kyrie and these other guys and probably it's not gonna look too good but you're right if you could take those two first round picks and turn them into a Colin Sexton and plus something then you do it right send them to the Lakers um but I also have a, 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 an idea where you keep Kyrie, you put him next to Ben, which is, that's the best pairing. Like Kyrie and Jason Tatum doesn't match. They both they both want the ball in their hands. They both start the offense that way. Tatum can't make plays for Kyrie. Kyrie can't make plays for Tatum. It's not a good mix, especially with Jay, when you add Jalen Brown. Who's the three of them all do the same thing and it doesn't work. But if you take Kyrie and Ben, and it's exciting, and it's fun, and you rehabilitate Kyrie's trade value, and you just wait until the trade deadline to see what your team is without this dark cloud over it, I, I don't know. Does that make any kind of sense?
0: Yeah. No. I think. I think that. I think that does make sense. I mean. Look, I think you've been on more than most. I think you've been on kind of the whole, you know, uh, like market economy of these of, of these players. And you got to do stuff when when, uh, <laughs> when the moves make the most sense for the, for, uh, for the team themselves. And you kind of have to – I think a lot of this is you kind of have to read the room. And I think that's been kind of the issue is that Nets fans are like, we want the biggest haul ever for KD – but at the same time, we we, we want K to be, KD to be back. But at the same time, we also, like, don't think KD is the problem. And it's like, you know, like, if KD wasn't the, an issue, the trade would be done already. If Kyrie wasn't an issue, the trade would have – they would have gotten some massive package. That You're talking about teams that aren't willing to give up anything for some of these guys. Like, I don't know. I – yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of at a loss of words, but I do agree with you.
1: It's – I just think, I just think there could be a there there could be a, a a light at the end of the tunnel, which is you're a really young team. If you could convert, like I always looked at Kevin Durant as a ticking time bomb when he came here. Now three years later, he's more of a ticking time bomb. Like he takes good care of himself. You see how much work he puts in in the off season. That part I'm not worried about. But he's still a little, you know, he's fragile. He he had a, he he really had a knee injury last year. Like you, that knee injury could be turned into something else, and now you got knee and Achilles. Now you got this and that, and, and he's not getting any younger. I feel like it could be one of those things, just like the Harden trade. The Harden trade is not something I want. The Harden trade derailed us from winning a championship. But if you look at over the next ten years, the Harden trade kind of saved the Nets. Now, if you could take liquidate KD. And look at, and 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 maybe add someone like a Brandon Ingram or or a uh, or or a uh, Barnes. You know, Scotty Barnes is the type of player that you put in in the center of your franchise. And even though you're not going to win the championship, that kid, his tenacity, his want to be good, it affects your whole entire team. It yep. changes. It changes. The motivations inside of that locker room, it becomes a completely different thing. It, it becomes, you know, let's go, let's go to HSS and get some shots up because I have dreams of being a hundred millionaire, to, or, or way more than a hundred millionaire, to instead of what we have now, which is how many of us is going to One Oak, you know. Sure. So, it, it, it's a, it's a different dichotomy, and I promise Nets fans. We will come on, come on the other side of this, a better team, and one of the reasons why we will come on to the other side of this, a better team with a better future, will be because the owner restored institutional hierarchy into the team. There's a machinery, there's cogs, there's wheels. And from a business standpoint, let the owner do the business and let the GM run the team and deal with that. Sean Marks I'm positive that he's a guy who learned from his mistakes. Some people never learn from their mistakes. You can watch Jim Dolan. He hired the CAA dudes after he let them run it after the mellow trade. He didn't learn anything. He did exactly the same thing again. And and I, we've been fortunate as Nets fans not to have ownership, whether it be Prokhorov or Psy, that keeps doing the same thing. Prokhorov made a mistake with Billy King. He vowed not to make that mistake again. He went to to the right people to ask them who should they hire. He hired. He he interviewed all the right people with all the right minds around him, and he figured out that you know Sean Marks should have been the should be the hire. We could do that again, whether it be with Sean Marks or or, or the coach, but do it the right way. Don't do it because some player told you to. Because they don't, they'll leave the team anyway. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no. excited. I'm excited at the same time too, because this is the team the Sean Marks is being forced to build the team that I always wanted him to build. I always wanted a team that was more like the Memphis Grizzlies than it was like the teams that I saw at the New York Knicks. Just let's get a young, bouncy team. I would rather have a team that's like the Celtics. Where they've got two superstars that are 26 and under, and and, uh, and 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 the everything else around the team is smart and good and plays hard. You know, you know what I mean, Sam?
0: One hundred percent. Like I'm, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Also, I think it's just you know, it's it's unfortunate that we're in this spot where you know. It really feels like the franchise is, like, Dan if they do, Dan if they don't. Like, I don't really right. – like, this this idea that the Nets should remake their organization – and let's even say – I mean, me and you were laughing at it consistently. And you're, the Rick Ross meme is, like, what I associate with you at this point. I think it's, like, the funniest thing. The idea that that KD is trying to do the Rich Kleinman thing, if there's even, like, 2% truth to that, it's just like, dude, uh, like – I just want no part. I want no part of that.
1: Like, Yo, they're, I they're, I said it in the group chat. I said it in the group chat, and and it was dismissed. But that that was that's basically what he said. He, KD said hires told <laughs> told Josiah, because if he listens to if you listen to KD at that point, right? KD's job is the player. Now, every time a move needs to be made, Rich Kleinman is gonna. Walk the move up to the ownership. Like this shit doesn't make any sense. Like he he really he really kind of did say make make rich the the GM. That's not even far fetched. That's that's basically what he did. Especially if he's gonna pick pick the GM. If is gonna pick the GM, Rich Kleinman is basically the GM. <laughs> That story is crazy, right? That that uh
0: I mean I mean I mean Rich Kleiman, I, I read one article that had to do with that, and who knows how true any of that is, and it was talking about like Rich Kleiman season like wants to be a part of basketball management, the way that like Bob Myers made the transition or Rob Palenka made the transition. Like those guys were hum- like massive names within like Rob Palenko was one of the <laughs> biggest agents in basketball. Bob Myers is one of those it was Kobe's in Kobe's agent. Yeah, like these guys were were movers and shakers in the in in basketball that GMs feared. Rich Kleinman has one client, who, and he had, he's had the easiest job in the world because all he says is, "Yeah, we want the max." Like Rich Kleinman, yeah. like isn't a basketball agent. He's like a. I mean, you would, I mean you know his music background better than I do, but like the dude isn't a, a, a basketball person. The notion that right. he even has any idea of a, a, or has any aspirations of leading a basketball franchise any team that's a part of that is like a team that i have no interest in being a part of like that's i mean like that's gross and the notion that people think that you choose kd plus rich kleinman over like sean marks and whatever like you can kind of end up like getting for kd or even just having kd suck it up with this whole with this team is crazy like rich kleinman would be by far and away the worst the worst executive in, in like basketball history arguably
1: and, no it would just even if he turned out okay the hire would look crazy and and then Josiah would be the worst like th- then Evan would be right Josiah is the worst owner in New York sports history but again it's like people have to deal with the fact that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant aren't good i don't want to say not good people they're not dependable people to do business with that's that's the that that's the accurate thing it's it has because when you do business with some someone the things around that business change all the time it's just it's basically what you can negotiate and what we never do in business, and 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 if you do that, your everyone who's around you in the business world looks at you like, that's someone I'm not doing business with, and I can't trust anymore. Um, Jay Z had a, a manager, Dame Dash. Yep. Dame Dash is a dude I respect a lot. I never worked as one of my. I'll never work for um, uh, Rockefeller as a as a client at, at all. Um, um, and. And my business run-ins with him have always been kind of like by accident. But still, Dame Dash was just well-known in the industry for being a sore winner. He he literally was a sore winner. And because of it, when Jay-Z looked at him and looked at the next step in his career and who he wanted to be and the, the vision he had for himself, he was like, wow, I'm pretty big. But I could get so much bigger if, if I just had the right people around me to open those doors. And once I get through those doors, it could be another thing. But th- that's what he had to do because the guy that was you know standing next to Jay-Z couldn't take him to the levels that um, Sean Carter, Jay-Z saw um, himself in. That, that's the other part of this with, with KD is that he doesn't recognize that he's basically running with white um, Dame Dash in, in a sense, right? Not, much nicer guy, much, you know, I, I don't think anyone would ever call him a sore winner. He's a, he's a good guy, and he's done great for KD. But he's not going to, that vision of yourself, that thing you want to do next uh, in basketball, that's not the guy that's gonna he might lead you to the right hedge funds the you know he'll he'll hire the right contracts he'll sit with the lawyers figure everything out make sure your taxes are paid et cetera et cetera but he's not gonna deliver your basketball vision to you because he doesn't have the relationships and he doesn't have the acumen and and when and it just makes him look uh i i Sam um I'm, I'm good. Is there any other business that we need to take care of? <laughs> the only
0: thing I just saw is uh NBC sports Kurt uh, Kurt uh, Helen who's who's been doing this for a while says that it looks like it looks like uh, uh Robert Williams, Time Lord, the Celtics won't include in a KD trade. But what's interesting is that they still haven't explicitly said that smart is out. So like and, and and this yes. goes to your point earlier, which is that when if teams want to say that it, that a player isn't in, they'll say it. And with some of these guys, we haven't heard explicitly. This guy's out. This guy isn't out.
1: Right. They're negotiating. They're negotiating in the press because Sean Marks is not responding to them. If he was responding to them, then you know they're negotiating. Then you know that'd be one thing. But he's not responding to them. He's telling them what it cost. And they're trying to make sure that they're not making their young player feel like they're not a priority because it damages the If the player knows you were trying to trade him for a for 35-year-old KD, a young player especially, that's when they realize, oh, this is business. Oh, I thought they loved me. I thought they wanted me. I thought they wanted to build around me. I thought it, I was the future of this place. And then the player learns that he's not. And that goes for Robert Williams. That goes for B.I. That goes for, um, for Scotty Barnes. This thing is a report that's just out there to be out there. Like, look who, who who's reporting it.
0: Who reported that one? Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hallen, who writes for NBC Sports.
1: Yeah, he doesn't know anyone at the Nets. He knows people at Boston. Yeah. That's that's Boston telling you what Kevin what um Sean Marks turned down most recently. That's 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 all. It's it if. There's no way they're doing that deal without Marcus Smart or Robert Williams. One of the two is going to be there, yeah. and they might. One of the two is going to be there if they if they do a trade with Boston. There's there's no way, Boston. I don't think Boston is even in the running really. And whenever you see them go, the teams go to the press. They're doing their own damage control. This is not a leak from from Marks. Helen doesn't have any relationships with the Brooklyn Nets at all. So this is just what Boston wants out in the media. It doesn't mean that it's true. Are we done? Are we done? Have we excised all the
0: ghosts? I think I think we did. I think we basically hit on uh, hit on everything. I mean, we we obviously looked. will there'll be updates, and we'll we'll continue to do pods, and we're gonna continue to. do, We hosted a spaces that got really good, um, really good reviews from everybody. They appreciated that, unlike I think a lot of. Posts on a lot of these spaces kind of end up just hogging uh, the, the the microphone the entire time. We had a lot of different people come in and out, um, and, I th- and we also want to start. Uh, I got to figure out also uh, like just recording them and then creating them into podcasts as well. Because um, I'm, we I'm have just to, we have I'm to just hear, hear discussions.
1: I'm just reading some of these tweets, and it's just like it's even the smart people at. On, that that follow the nets that are usually pretty smart. Like how how are they rooting for the firing of Sean Marks? Yep. And like and and I I really hope Sean Mark I know Sean Marks is seeing this stuff because it's it's not necessarily that he's on Twitter but his staff and and some other folks are reading it and they're they're telling him in passing like all these people who supposedly "Quote unquote, cover the Nets. Um, <laughs> cover the Nets. Uh, I'm, oh, they, I just saw. I just saw uh, Harden and KD are are, are uh, working out together in Barcelona. Um, in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the dude that you guys are are, are taking up for. Him. Him. I thought. I thought. James Harden was a bitch. I thought James Harden was a bitch. This is, this is your hero?
0: This is who you want your team to be built around? I'll leave Darboos. The dude, is, the dude is siding with the guy who blew up last season. Right. When he, who, was, right. he was playing 45 minutes a game, Harden was the one that was out of shape and flying to... Um, uh, and, and and just flying to you know uh, the Bahamas and all this stuff in between yeah. games, and that's who KD wants to to align himself with. This is who
1: this is this is who you guys are crying for, right? Like like crying for, like saying that the guy that actually did save the Nets, because Kevin Durant hasn't done anything for the Nets. He just came here. And got paid. He didn't even play the first season. So Kevin Durant hasn't done anything for the Nets. I I I cannot believe the nonsense that I'm I'm reading. This dude, John Clark, I'm told Kevin Durant is still close with James Harden and would like to play with him and Joel Embiid as well as a few other teams. Confirming Ian Be- Begley. Like Who <laughs> I don't even understand how you how you could blame the team. This is the character of this dude. Harden blew up any chance of us winning last year, and
0: this is what you do, Sam. You done? I'm done, man. I'm uh, it uh, the the, the actually now this will be the last thing I say because I don't have access to this. I don't know if you do, but. This Mark Stein stuff reiterated everything that me and you have said, which is a classic because I think that me and you, although people love spewing hate at us, we've been right way more often than we're wrong, especially compared to most people in the Nets Twitter world. Mm-hmm. Mark Stein said, There's a growing belief among rival teams that Durant knew when he issued that me or them ultimatum that Cy had no intention of yielding to the request and of firing course. to Nash, which we said. One result in theory – that the Durant sign meeting spawned is the idea. KD has begun trying to manufacture as much behind-the-scenes discord. We said this as right. he can in hopes that it will lead the Nets to lower their asking price and trade him out of exasperation. That's when going to happen. That's
1: that's my that's been my thing the whole time. It's yep. it's it's up to them, the Nets organization, to 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 combat this whether they reward this behavior or not. Sending him where he wants is rewarding the behavior. You send him home. You keep him away from your team. You make sure that, that, that you work with the league so that you don't have to pay him while you're trying to find him a situation. The Nets just need to stay quiet and calm. You can't root for this dude you can't even root for like whatever small scraps on the table deal you let him sit you put his basketball mortality on the line that's what a ruthless business person would do and that's what if you are in the interest of the brooklyn nets if you care about the brooklyn nets i care about the brooklyn nets sam you care about the brooklyn nets yes sir There's no player that could put on that laundry that could make me side with them over the team. Because ultimately, the team is what I root for. The team is why I do this podcast. Representing the place that I'm from and I love is why I'm a part of this. And there's no way, no way that we could be as gutless to let this dude win. Even these videos coming out of Barcelona with with James Harden. KD doesn't want to just leave. This is beef. He wants to destroy this team. That's what this is all about. And we have to be wiser than this. You let him rock for as long as it takes because he's trying to he's not just trying to he's so mad about what the nets have done to right their ship that he will try to destroy us. Yep. On the way out.
0: Yep.
1: Fuck he, that dude.
0: He he legitimately thinks that he's not only going to destroy the team on the way out, but he's also going to get traded now now the teams that are that are being rumored are all of the Nets' biggest rivals, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors.
1: Yes. He wants to go somewhere to get an easy championship. Listen, but they got to pay. You can't have it both ways, you spoiled, petulant child. You yep. can't have it both ways. Yep. I can't believe you got me infuriated with... We we overpassed an hour mark. But this is probably the most important part of the pod now that I've heard this. This is... Listen... And you want to know what else? The only reason why this is hurting his his um his trade value is because teams are now looking at him and going, "He might do this to us."
0: Yep. That's right? what he realize it was the biggest catch-22 of it all. The more that he demands the trade, the more it makes him getting out of there harder. It, it,
1: exactly. And so and so now that's why teams would be apprehensive, right? It would have to be a general manager with an ego to say, oh, he wouldn't do that to me. But you still have to let that dude marinate in his juices for at least to the trade deadline. And what I would like is for them to figure out a way to be a very good, fun team while that is happening. Because he played this wrong. And all this shit that he's doing is to destroy us on the way out. Fuck that guy. And,
0: and by Go. the way, uh, I know I keep saying the last thing, but but honestly, like, like for if if uh, let's say they do hold him out, right? And 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 if you're KD, you're thinking, well, like, well, the Nets don't. The Nets, uh, they can swap picks this year with, uh, the, the, with the with the Rockets. So if the Nets are bad, like, like this could look really bad for Marks as. If there's anything we've learned over the last seven days, it's that Marx is pretty fucking safe. I get he hasn't gotten his extension yet. That guy is – and it's been repeated, and you were one of the first people to say this. Marx is one of, I think, three or four dudes that's listed as an alternate governor when Cy can't go to an owner's meeting. Marx is in lockstep with, with, with Joe Cy on everything that's being done. So Marx isn't feeling like, oh, if we end up having 38 wins or 42 wins, I'm not going to be out of a job. Fuck that. He's, he's like, dude, at the end of the day – I'm actually pretty safe here in Brooklyn. And if KD wants to legitimately destroy his legacy and have like one of the worst 18 months a top 15 player has ever had in NBA history and have a miserable season last year, demand a trade, then sit out and not play after being self, self-labeled self as like the Hooper's Hooper, like go for it. Go nuts, dude.
1: I cannot, I'm and everyone keeps telling me, oh, what has, what has, Sean Marks done or what Sean Marks single-handedly saved the Brooklyn Nets from themselves. I don't want to hear anything else about what what has KD done for us? Nothing. Playing team. First round exit. Swept. How many turnovers? Couldn't dribble the ball up court. Fuck that dude, yo. Nets fans, hear me from the heart. Fuck that dude. We yep. are Pod Thorn.
0: Talk to